What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! You ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is, John. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. Today is Thursday, May the 18th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 862 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, why they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Man, have we got another great show for you today. Joining us in less than 20 minutes, uh, in fact, probably about 15 minutes from now, he's our regular Thursday guest. He's our shot of adrenaline. He's your uh, your taste of caffeine every Thursday morning. It's the voice of the University of Mount Olive Athletics and the Down East Wood Ducks baseball team. It's Shane Albee. Got to tell you, he was busy yesterday firing up 2,700 loud and rowdy youngsters at Education Day at Historic Granger Stadium. Today, he is not only going to be one of our first-hour guests, as he is every Thursday here on the show, he's going to help me interview our second first-hour guest today because also joining us here in our first hour, about 40 minutes or so into this first hour, is going to be a first-time guest here on the Brian Hanks Show. It's a guy I've wanted to have on here for a little while now. And uh, thanks to uh, Shane Albee, we're going to have him. Uh, he's a head coach of the University of Mount Olive baseball team, Rob Watt. He is in his uh, fifth season now as the head coach. He was a longtime assistant to Carl Lancaster out there at Mount Olive. But, man, all he has done since he took over for uh, Coach Lancaster, who, you know, all the coach did was, you know, win a national championship and, you know, make it to the College World Series one other time. <laughs> all Rob Watt has done is just win, win, win. I mean, they are 157 and 70 in his five years there, including 36 and 15 this year. They're the Conference Carolinas tournament champion, and they're preparing to play in the Southeast Regional as the number four uh, seed. They're going to be taking on the fifth seed at Georgia Southwestern. Uh, they're 34 and 17. They're the Peach Belt Conference champion, and that game is going to be at 3:30 today. And Coach Watt has uh, carved out about 10 minutes or so for uh, me and uh, Shane Albee this morning. So very excited about that. Like I said, we'll talk to him about 40 minutes here into this first hour. Listen, that Southeast Regional is being played in Tigerville, South Carolina, the home of North Greenville College. So uh, again, can't wait to talk to. Uh, uh, Shane, to get this all set up and then to talk, first-time guest, like I said, uh, Rob Watt will be joining us here about 40 minutes into this first hour. But that's just our first hour. Coming up in our second hour, live here in our plush, well-lit studio, Whitehall Drive, is going to be another first-timer to the show, local musician Mickey Weatherington. Uh, he is uh, part of a band called Something Else. They're going to be playing at Roxy's at 2902 West Vernon Avenue this Saturday from 8.30 to 11 p.m., 
He also comes from athletic royalty here in Lenora County. His father was a finalist for the 2023 Kenston Lenore County Sports Hall of Fame. And, uh, man, just can't wait to talk to him. I've heard a lot about this gentleman uh, through the years. I just I never knew him. Just one of those things where, who was it? Uh, Jonathan talks about our Venn diagrams just didn't cross uh, until the other day. Uh, I think it was one day last week or a couple of weeks ago. I'm over at Spence Automotive. That's right. Beep, beep. Uh, and uh, hanging out with Spence and uh, Mickey came in and we started talking. I was like, man, this guy is just too good not to have on my show. So uh, we're going to preview his show that's going to be coming up, like I said, this Saturday. We're going to talk about his father who, uh, at, let me tell you something, graduated from Granger High School in 1940, uh, then uh, played baseball, or I'm sorry, played football at NC State and ECC, or was ECC then, it's ECU now. He uh, coached all three sports at Frederick College in Virginia. He uh, was offered a minor league contract by the New York Yankees, and uh, then on top of all that, ran Emma Webb Park, or Emma Webb Pool for 40-plus years, so just a veritable legend right there in and of himself. Uh, but that's uh, Mickey Weatherington's uh, dad. I, I think it was his dad. Might be his grandpa, but I think it was his dad, and very excited, like I said, to uh, to uh, be talking to him here uh, in our second hour. Uh, and again, just a celebrity, man, a local celebrity that uh, I really haven't uh, gotten to know. We'll definitely get to know today here on the show. So there you go. That's our three guests today. Uh, the great Shane Albee, Rob Watt, the head baseball coach at the University of Mount Olive, and then Mickey Weatherington here in our second hour. <coughs> Man, what a show. Some great news yesterday uh, came out. We were hoping to have him here on the show tomorrow. It's not going to be able to happen. We're going to have him on Monday's show. But Clay Harrell, our good friend uh, Clay Harrell, a uh, former head basketball coach at Arundel Parrot Academy. Guess what? He is now again the head basketball coach at Arundel Parrot Academy. They made that official, I guess, sometime in the last couple of days. He announced it on Facebook. We've known about it for a little bit, but wanted to hold off until uh, we could formally announce it. Uh, the, I guess the board of directors at uh, Arundel Parrot Academy approved it, and he is back and very excited. Like I said, I was hoping to have him on tomorrow. Didn't work out, but we he will be our guest on Monday's show, and uh, he's been in Wilson County for the last uh, couple of years. So looking forward to having uh, Coach Harrell here on the show on Monday. But congratulations, Coach Harrell. One of the good guys, uh, definitely, definitely can call him a friend of the show and uh, excited that uh, he's going to be back. And congratulations to Parrot Academy, too. Uh, he, he's a heck of a coach, did a really good job uh, in the uh, couple of years that he was here, and I think he's going to just pick right back up where he was when he left a couple of years ago. So, uh, Clay Harrell, congratulations. Uh, man, more news. Now, this wasn't uh, necessarily uh, Kinston and Lenore County news, but definitely a shocking development yesterday with uh, Caleb Love, uh, who had announced that he was transferring from and gotten into the transfer portal from North Carolina, and just a very good player for the Tar Heels over the past few years, and uh, had announced that he was going to Michigan. Well, not so fast, my friend. Uh, he will not be going to uh, Michigan now. Evidently, he didn't meet uh, some of the uh, academic requirements that were necessary for him to uh, transfer to the Wolverines. So he is back in the portal again. That sounds like a country song, doesn't it? But uh, Caleb Love will be back in the portal. He is going to be, uh, who knows where he's going to end up. I saw uh, last night uh, that Iowa and Missouri were two possible locations or two possible destinations. And I got to tell you, I wonder why uh, Carolina's not back in there. I mean, I, I, 
you can get in the transfer portal and then transfer back to the school you were originally going to. Obviously, well, I'm not going to say obviously, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen here. But uh, Caleb Love, again, I had one of those things that crosses your Twitter feed and you look at it and you're like, wait, what? And then you realize it is. It's absolutely true that uh, that's what's going on. So, uh, wow, I, just a little bit shocked. But seven players. You, I guess you guys saw the other day, too, the final day that the transfer portal was open. You'd think that it was all over for Carolina. Again, not so fast, my friends. DeMarco Dunn from uh, Fayetteville announces that he's entering the portal, too. Uh, a guy that went in that was recruited the same time, but was part of the same class as Trez. And I really thought with all the changes, and yeah, Carolina brought in some players too, but that uh, I really thought that DeMarco was going to stay and probably get a chance at playing time. And for him on the last day of the transfer portal being open to decide he was going to go another shot against uh, Carolina. But uh, from everything I've read, and bear in mind, you don't know these things until the season itself begins. It looks like the Tar Heels are probably going to be all right. Uh, They probably have a little, even though they lost seven players to the transfer portal uh when you see the players they've brought in uh considered i guess this is one of those things we're gonna have to talk about now about having uh not just a great recruiting class but a great transfer portal class because they brought in some uh, pretty solid players too and in fact i've seen a couple places yes where they're doing rankings of uh transfer portal and it looks like uh carolina's got a top 10 transfer portal class coming in too so uh Oh, when will the madness end? But I can't say anything. My Virginia Cavaliers have done the same thing, too. They lost players, and they have uh, gained a, they're another one that I've seen uh, as a potential top 10 transfer portal class, and it is what it is. It's just it's a new nature of college basketball and, a hey, heck, even college sports in general, not just basketball, college football, too. And uh, it's just something we're going to have to deal with. And, hey, things evolve, you know. And until they get reins on this, until they get uh, this thing uh, figured out, this is the way it's just going to be. I mean, you're going to have completely different teams pretty much every year. This is where i got to give Duke a little bit of credit, though. Uh, Duke University, <clears throat> the only, and uh, this is, again, you, you'll have to take my word on it. I read it on Twitter, and if it's on Twitter, you know it's got to be true. But uh, Duke was the only Division One school that did not have anybody leave via the transfer portal. How crazy is that? Of all the programs that you would think that would probably lose a player, at least one player, Duke didn't lose a single player, and I think they even signed a player or two from the transfer portal. So uh, very exciting stuff there. How about the uh, what may be happening to the ACC? It looks like the Atlantic Coast Conference, and it's my team thrown in there too. It's uh, North Carolina, Florida State, I think Clemson was in there too, but the Magnificent Seven may be leaving as a block to either go to uh, the Big Ten or to the SEC. And uh, I got to tell you, as someone who has loved the ACC since my early days of keeping up with sports, I mean, this breaks my heart. I hope it doesn't happen, but I also realize that, uh, hey, it's all about the almighty dollar and especially the almighty – college football dollar and it's very very possible that the acc could be uh broken up thanks of course to uh to to money so uh i hope that doesn't come true okay uh the daddy's wood ducks yesterday uh we're going to be talking to uh shane albee like i said here in just a few minutes 
But uh, the Down East Wood Ducks continued their six-game set with the Fayetteville Woodpeckers yesterday. However, they lost 2-1 to one on Education Day at Historic Granger Stadium. Game three of that series is today at 7 p.m. The Woodies are right now 19-14. and 14. They're one game out of first place in the Carolina League North behind the hated Carolina Mudcats. Uh, Thirsty Thursday is tonight. Fireworks Friday tomorrow presented by WNCT. Uh, there'll be a sweet red, white, and blue hat giveaway on Saturday, and then Dogs and Dogs Day on Sunday. And, of course, uh, behind the mic for every single one of those will be our good friend Shane Albee and uh, just doing a tremendous job there, as he always has for uh, the Down East Wood Ducks. Uh, ECU baseball, they're 38-15 and 15 overall. They're 15-6 and six in the, uh, uh, the American Athletic Conference. They close the 2023 regular season this weekend at South Florida. Now, typically those games are Friday through Sunday. The series begins today. Uh, so uh, that's going to be a big series. Uh, so now, South Florida is only 19 and 34 overall. They're 7 and 14 in the AAC, which makes uh, you talk about putting pressure on ECU. This puts a lot of pressure on the Pirates. I think they have to win uh, all three games. And then on top of that, they need to have a very good showing in the AAC tournament next weekend. Probably, it's no probably too. They need to win the whole thing next weekend uh, to be able to have a chance to host a regional at Clark LeClaire Stadium, uh, I guess, two weeks from now. Because if they don't, I mean, uh, that 38-15 and 15 record, that's a pretty impressive record. But it's not that impressive when you consider how down the uh, AAC is right now. It's looking like maybe there's only going to be one team, maybe two. I, I'd say Houston's probably going to make it two, but a uh, very good chance that uh, ECU could come away uh, as only one of two teams that come out of the AAC into the NCAA tournament. I, listen, Scott Whittington does a great job of sending uh, me and Danny Rice and Paul all the projections every time they come out and uh, as of yesterday, and it's all over the place. I think D one had them as a number two seed. Uh, there was another place though that had them as, uh, the number 14 overall seed too. Uh, wow. I got to read what Spence just sent me and, uh, I kind of got to agree with him. Keith Spence just sent me uh, barring a total collapse by other teams in the country. ECU has no chance to host. I got to tell you though, Spence, I wish I could find it right now. I should have probably had it up for a show prep. But uh, it had ECU as the number 14 seed yesterday. Uh, and I, like I said, I can't remember. I see so much of this stuff. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Uh, the Wise Men of Kinston. Well, I can't find it. But uh, anyway, uh, the, the latest, and I got to give, uh, like I said, uh, uh, Scott Whittington credit on this. D1 Baseball has, at this moment, now bear in mind, this stuff is changing all the time, but has uh, ECU going to Charlottesville to take on the God-fearing Wahoos of the University of Virginia. Virginia would be the non-seed. ECU would be uh, the non-overall national seed, but the number one seed, obviously, in their own regional. But it would be Virginia, and then ECU as the number two seed. Northeastern as a three seed, and Penn as a four seed in that. But then again, let me tell you, this stuff is changing every single day. I mean, every single day you've got a different uh, thing coming out. So, so, uh, ECU, like you just heard me read what Spence said, he's absolutely right. They've got to win all three of these games in South Florida. They've got to win four games in the uh, uh, 
in the AAC tournament next weekend, which would put them at 45 and 15. That would be, uh, that's a pretty solid record. But again, with the AAC being as down as it is this year, not as impressive as, as uh, an overall record as it would be in past years. But, uh, man, can't wait for that. ECU all weekend down in South Florida. You can listen to that on the radio. How about our Carolina Panthers? They start tonight in the Eastern Conference Finals. They host uh, the Florida Panthers at PNC Arena. Game one and game two. Uh, game one is today. Game two is Saturday at PNC Arena. On the other side of the bracket, you've got the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights in the Western Conference Finals. That series begins tomorrow night on Friday. They play uh, Friday and Sunday in that. So <clears throat> pretty excited about that. Uh, and uh, the Hurricanes are the favorites to uh, to beat the Panthers. And uh, very excited about that. Now, I won't be at that tonight because uh, Paul Whittington and I are regular Friday guests and uh, just a, a great guy in and of himself. We are leaving for the NASCAR All-Star Race Weekend in North Wilkesboro tonight. In fact, we will be... Uh, uh, like I said, leaving tonight, we'll be there all the way through Sunday night. Uh, we're going to be doing the show live tomorrow morning from Galax, Virginia. And on top of all that, how about this? We're going to have the great Alex Hayden of MRN on in our 8 o'clock hour. And, man, you talk about appreciating somebody. Alex has got like three or four interviews tomorrow to do. He's doing three or four radio hits all across the spectrum. And he will be joining us live here on the Brian Hanks Show, on the Brian Hanks Show Radio Network. <laughs> I like saying that. Uh, he'll be on with us in the 8 o'clock hour, so we will be talking to him and uh, very excited about that. So that gets you caught up on everything. There, I, I can't believe usually this is the time when we're talking about prep sports or over the past couple of weeks, prep sports playoffs, and everybody's gone. All our teams are, as of Tuesday, were eliminated. So uh, I will be bringing you... And in this part of the monologue in coming weeks, uh, we'll be talking about Legion baseball. We're going to be talking about the uh, Kinston wingman of the uh, old state, uh, the old North State League. We're going to really be diving in that. We'll talk some Moorhead City Marlins baseball next week uh, with uh, Buddy Bingle, the owner of uh, the Moorhead City Marlins. So pretty excited about that. So, yeah, we're in that uh, transition time here in the summer where, uh, where, where we're about the summertime where it'll be all baseball, Legion, Old North State, uh, uh, Down East Wood Ducks, obviously. I mean, you know, we're going to be talking about them all summer, too. And uh, even, like I said, uh, Coastal Plain League teams uh, with Wilson. And we're going to have uh, Sherry Massingale on from, uh, from uh, oh, my gosh, why am I blitzing on her uh, team uh, here? Holly Springs, the Holly Springs Salamanders. Uh, she'll be joining us too. Okay. Uh, before we get uh, Shane up here on the line, uh, I did want to just take a moment. I know uh, I talked about it a little bit on yesterday's show, and I'm not going to go into super details because we don't need to right now until we know more. But uh, I, I was telling you yesterday, uh, you know, Junior Smith III joins us typically on Wednesdays. Uh, in fact, has been on this show more than any other person other than Paul Whittington in the uh, three and a half years we've been doing the show. Uh, Junius is uh, facing some uh, medical uh, medical issues right now. He is he is in the hospital right now, uh, and again, I've been uh, talking to his parents. And when I get more details, uh, he's had a couple of tests that have been run. And like I said, when I get more details, I'll share them here. I'll share them on social media. But it's just not the time nor the place right now. I'll say what I said yesterday, though, and I absolutely mean it. 
please uh, throw up some prayers. If you're the praying kind of person, uh, throw some prayers up for our friend, Junius Smith III. Uh, you've probably noticed uh, ENC Moments has been, uh, has been well, it's not been shuttered. I mean, there's just been no updates to it since uh, last week, and it is because uh, he has been dealing with some medical issues. Um, very good guy. You know we love Junius here. He's honestly, as I've said a couple of times over the last couple of days with uh, Linda and I talking and stuff, he, he basically is my son. I mean, he uh, I brought him in here uh, nine years ago with uh, the Kenton Free Presby. My government writer did a fantastic job with that. Left here for a few months, went down to Atlanta to be to work for the Associated Press. Decided that wasn't for him, so he came back and uh, gave him a job as our sports editor and did just – he found his niche. I mean, he really did. He's just uh, an amazing guy, a hard worker. He is so beloved here in uh, Kinston and Lenore County. And, uh, again, uh, just in, not not in a good way right now. So uh, please uh, throw some prayers up for him, throw some good vibes and uh, let's let's get him well and get him back uh, reporting sports here because uh, God knows uh, he's the best. He's the best to ever do it. I think Keith Spence will tell you that too. I'll tell you that. He really is, uh, like I said, just uh, absolutely positively one of the good guys. Works his butt off. Nobody, nobody works harder than him. And uh, just uh, can't wait to have him back. Just can't wait to have him back in our neck of the woods. I'll tell you what, uh, let's uh, thank Lenore Community College for 65 years LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses uh, in Kinston, Snow Hill or Trenton, to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so much to uh, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of The Brian Hank Show. And joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line. Beep, beep. <laughs> there you go. You, already, already my energy level has improved 1.3% uh, just hearing you say beep, beep, Shane Aubie. I got to figure out how to bottle that and sell it. Make some money off my energy. There you go. I mean, who needs five-hour energy? Who needs Red Bull? All you need, dear listener, is about 25 or 30 minutes of uh, Shane Albee in your life first thing in the morning, and you're set for the whole day. Right, Shane? What people don't realize about Shane is that he can show restraint. What? Um, what? I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example of that. Do you know how bad one... By the way, I'm glad I said Reggie Bullock's name correctly over the microphone. But aren't you glad that when he went out to throw his first pitch, I didn't say, come on, Nooski, come on, Nooski, <laughs> which he would have probably been fine with. You know what I mean? He would have been He would have been like, Dory? Well, Dory you know? was out there with him. Did you see uh, Coach Hines no, out there I, with him? I did not. Yeah. I saw you. I saw you because somebody was like, hey, that's Brian Hicks. <laughs> They're probably like, what the hell is he doing out there on the field? Well, I did call Maddie. Like, uh, Maddie, uh, is Brian Hicks throwing out a first pitch? <laughs> no, I was, I was, I was uh, Reggie Bullock's official. By the way, dude, how cool was that? That he set the record straight with us on the show on uh, Monday about that. About it's Bullock, not Bullock, and the reasoning behind it was because 
He didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. That's the way people had said his name his whole life. And, and instead of correcting people, he just let them say it. It just, to me, it just speaks to his heart there, Shane. Abs- I absolutely agree. I used to work with a girl whose last name was, but it was spelled B-U-L-L-U-C-K. So, and she, and it was Bullock. They yeah. would say Bullock, but, but, uh, but no, that's a gentleman right there to, to not be even, I mean, even we get the parents, you know, coming up like it's Bullock, you know, we get that a lot, you know, but, um, I've even gotten it a couple of times this year with the Wood Ducks. You know, there was a guy, uh, for, I want to say it was with Delmarva, first name spell A-N-G-E-L. How does he pronounce it? On hell. Ah, there you go. That's that, that's an no. Espanol pronunciation there. Dude. Yep, absolutely. By the way, man, my friend, Shane Albee, I hope you heard uh, uh, the general manager of the Down East Wood Ducks, John Clemens, yesterday talking about you too, man. Dude, you have made this yours. I love it. I mean, it, you and I, we had completely different personalities. I was probably a little bit more laid back, dude. I mean, I could get loud sometimes, but dude, you've just killed it, man. I absolutely freaking love being in the stadium and here other than, oh no, oh no, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Dude, they yeah, picked up on me yesterday too. They picked up. Now, now, now we've had three education days. The first education day, those students were they were younger and they were more on it. Um, yesterday. Um, the young girls, they were older. I want to say they probably were maybe uh, 14, 15. They were driving Jackson Pass crazy yesterday. It was hilarious because <laughs> they uh, – so anyway, Andy's like, I'm going to the bathroom. Well, then all of a sudden I see Andy going down the stairs. Next thing I know, Andy making a beeline back up to the press box. I'm like, everything – I mean, yeah, was yeah. your way to the bathroom? I was like, everything okay? Your way to the bathroom blocked? And he's like, no, I have a song request. And uh, so one of the young ladies is like, wanted to hear some song I never heard of. And of course, Jackson's like, make sure it's clean. Well, I saw it was done three years ago by a 12 year old. I'm like, yeah, it's good. <laughs> and uh, so then another girl comes up and bangs on the door and uh, they open the door and, and uh, she's like, um, can I hear some Taylor Swift? And, uh, and, and, uh, and Jackson's like, you'll have to go to customer service. And I was like, what do you want? And she's like, I don't care. She's like, I don't care. I just want to feel like I'm at the concert. Wow. <laughs> so later on, I want to say about the eighth or ninth inning, another young lady comes and she beats on the door frantically. I mean, like, like she's being chased by a, uh, serial killer or something. She's banging, bang, 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 bang. And Jackson's like, don't answer it. <laughs> <laughs> But it was cool. It's a lot of fun to get them. And they, I had them going emotional damage yesterday. I had them going yesterday <laughs> to the, uh, so I'm sure the woodpeckers were enjoying that. That is awesome. Shane Alvey joining us this morning here on the Brian Hank shows. He does every Thursday and a special treat. I mean, I kind of previewed a little bit. We'll be talking to him here in about 15 minutes or so, but how about Rob Watt joining us here uh, live from Tigerville, South Carolina? Yeah, and 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 just buckle up. It's going to be a completely different interview than what you're used to with me. You're you're going to have to. I mean, he's on it. He's to the point. He's he's. Uh, you'll have to probably turn the volume up, you know. But he's. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that's a, that's extraordinary because he's so dialed in and focused. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta really. You know, you really got to go after it if you're going to get an interview. Oh, you know? dude, so I, hey, you're talking to a great one, dude. Man. You're talking to a 30 year professional, man. I can, uh, I can, I can yep. get information out of anybody, dude. Hey, look, it's going to be on the level of, let's say, interviewing David Combs. You know what I mean? It's going to be. I love David. I mean, those yeah, guys are. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, these guys are baseball guys. They're 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 masters of of the game. You know what I mean? So when you're listening, you're going to really get some 
really good baseball wisdom and insight um, when you just listening to Rob explain, you know, you know, how he, how he, how he does things. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. So if you're a, especially all you um, Trojan, you know, alumni out there and coaches and stuff like that, you're really going to be in for a treat today to be able to listen to. And I can, I can honestly tell you, I know it sounds crazy, but one of the, one of, it's a year like no other. Yeah. I mean, I was telling somebody the other day, um, not one player on that team changed their walkout song during the year. And normally I'm getting, you know, several are into their third, fourth or fifth walkouts in the season. Um, this team, this team didn't worry about things like that and just dialed in, just absolutely dialed in. But the interesting thing that I'm really going to want to ask Rob about is that what was it? I mean, what was it? What was the grind like knowing, you know, no matter how good or bad things were during the year, what was it knowing our goal is to be right come conference tournament time? And that's what you kept saying to yourself. That's what you kept, um, you know, managing these guys too, you know, because we start the year without our ace. You know what I mean? He's coming off Tommy John. So he's, and then when he finally is eligible to come back in March, he's on a limited pitch count. And that's frustrating. And so when we take on North Greenville, check this out. We take on North Greenville in that first series. That morning, Rob comes back up into the press box, not happy because our cleanup hitter has back problems and he is not going to be able to play. And so, and then of course the ace of our staff, he was only good for one inning. So North Greenville really didn't see our best. Um, And Caleb Irwin who'd been our, was our ace in February and most of March, he didn't pitch a inning against North Greenville. So to just go out there and, and Rob set up in that press box, he said, we're going to sweep them. And uh, just about did. Wow. You know, but to put together a lineup um, to play those guys, you know, the number one team in the country, you know, and, and just defending national champions, you know what I mean? And we knew what they were capable of. We knew how they liked to play. You know, if they could have beat us 20 to nothing, they would have done it. You know, we knew what was coming in. You know what I mean? And we knew it wasn't going to be – it was going to be a dogfight, like they even said. And that same guy that was hurt, Landon Choboy, you know, during the conference tournament, I'm tweeting things like, he's out of the cage now, you know, <laughs> or release the Kraken. I mean, I mean, the shot collar's off of him now. I mean, he went off. You know what I mean? And so if you're – North Greenville, yeah, you got Mount Olive and Georgia Southwestern in a regional. It's kind of cozy down there. You know, you can't avoid it. You can't avoid it now. They're going to, those two teams are going to meet and they may meet two or three times. Well, and on top of it too, with them being a number uh, four seed, I mean, if they win that game, if, you know, if brackets go the way I think they go, that means they get to probably face North Greenville in the second game. Is that correct? Yes, I would think so because, um, because it's, uh, there's going to be two games played today you know, somebody will face North Greenville in the second game today. And I'm not, I don't know if that's the losing team that has to play again or the winning team. I'm thinking the losing team, I'm thinking the losing team will have to face North Greenville at probably seven. Okay. And then, and then that'll be an elimination game. And then the winner of that game basically enters into a best two out of three with Mount Olive. Well, the beauty of it is guess what, dude? 
We're well, a winning gonna, team. I'm assuming it's Mount Olive. Yeah, there you go. But we're going to have uh, Rob Watt joining us here. Uh, like I said, in about 10 minutes from right now, it's going to be our neat little setup that we do here, Shane, where, you know, I, we talked about it yesterday as we were prepping for it, but I'll put you on hold. We'll get him up here on the line. Then I'll combine the calls. Just technology, man. It's an amazing thing, dude. You're, uh, where are you at right now? You're. I'm in my plush, well-lit, um, <laughs> Studios in in, uh, in uh, the big suburb of Seven Springs. <laughs> there you go. You're in you Seven can, you Springs. Can... I'm in Kinston. He'll be in Tigerville, South Carolina. Yet we'll all be together as one, Shane. <laughs> uh, he's down there in a the hostile environment. <laughs> yes, he is. He absolutely. How do you know I'm not in a hostile environment? <laughs> well, I know you always are, man. Every. <laughs> You never know. There you go. Hey, uh, again, that voice list is Shane Albee here this morning on the Brian Hanks show. And I got to call back to uh, what you were talking about a few minutes ago about education day yesterday. I have two questions that came out of what you said there, and I can't believe I let us go to something else for, because you know, I like to do interviews in a linear fashion and I got out of order here, but, uh, number one, did Andy, er, Andy McKinney, did he ever make it to the restroom? He eventually did. He eventually <laughs> did. I, um, I think I think probably it, it was as he went by. It was probably like no further questions. <laughs> no, further you know he probably he probably had to stiff arm somebody on his way. That would be awesome. And then secondly, you were talking about the uh, the teenage girls that are just being so many. I'm assuming they were probably there for Jackson Pass. I mean, you said they were like peeking in just to give song requests. I think they were peeking in just to get a look at at the uh, the lovely and talented Jackson Pass, a former academic all-american two-time academic all-american at lenore community college yes and spanish heartthrob so so, uh, explain that one explain that one though for people who may not know well he i did an intern he goes to east carolina you know and he did an he was taking spanish because i think his i heard his interview last year he wants to he wants to be more fluent in spanish so that yeah, he really wants to get into player development, you know, and as you know, a lot of these guys are, 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 um, Latin, uh, from Venezuela and Puerto Rico and Mexico. Uh, Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. And he really wants to learn Spanish to be able to communicate with these guys. And so, and jokingly told him last year, cause he was going to be over there a month. I said, man, you better be careful. I said, you know, you're like, yeah, I'm going to come back in a month and I'll be back on the, in the booth on the 27th. I said, and you got to be careful of this. Like, please don't go Jackson. I love you. <laughs> I was like, I said, I'm just prepping you right now because one, I'm older than you. And two, I've seen too many movies. Yeah. I said, so be, so be good. So I still, I, every once in a while, I'll just be like, um, in the middle of like an inning or a, or a situational read. And I'll look back and I'll go, I still can't believe you didn't like get swayed. And I still can't believe you didn't get you came back from over there so easily, you know? Well, you know, all <laughs> those children have probably been born now. It's been more than it's been about, it's yeah. been more than a year. Or so, you know, there's a lot of little Jackson passes running around the greater Spanish area, right? Hey, well, you know, the official scoring ought to go, ought to be a lot better in Spain if, as in their baseball world now, because he don't miss a trick, man. That guy, he, he doesn't miss a trick. He is, he's, believe me, he's in the right role. He's going to be so mad when he hears that we were talking about him. You know that, right? He's a good guy. You know, he, he knows so many of the same guys that, you know, he knows some Mount Olive guys. He knows some of the few, couple of Mount Olive baseball players on the current team played with him at Lenore Community College. And wow. so, yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. We'll talk about those guys sometimes. Well, that is very cool. Again, joining us, uh, like I said, uh, as he does every Thursday here 
on the Brian Hanks show is uh, the great Shane Albee, uh, the voice of University of Mount Olive Athletics. We're going to be talking to Rob White here in a few minutes. Uh, the voice of the Down East Wood Ducks. And I tell you what, uh, we talked about this yesterday with uh, with John Clemens, but some great promotions coming up for uh, the Down East Wood Ducks over the next uh, four days, including, including today, over the next four days. Uh, Thirsty Thursday tonight, uh, Fireworks Friday. And I got to tell you, or I got to ask you, what kind of music does Shane Alvey play when the fireworks are going off? Presented by WNCT. Oh man, I love to play the cool, cool stuff that you know. I want people to be. I want people to feel like they're in like, um, you know, like the 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 RBC Center or the or car, you know, in a big stadium or a Yankee Stadium. I want to, you know, it's usually like so, like, almost like some. Like uh, there's a, I think the Carolina Hurricanes play a uh, one of the one of the students at Mount Olive was like, you know what song you ought to get, and I never heard of it, but it's a German song called Du Haas. Uh, and it's, and it's, and it's a dun, dun, dun. It's so cool. And I'll play that like, like yesterday, I'll play that in the bottom of the night. I'll be like, all right, fans, it's rally time in K-Town. And I'll play that. And it's just a great rally song. I'll play stuff like that or Sandstorm or, you know, just something really cool to, to make, you know, I mean, you could almost picture Terry Crews and white chicks with his light sticks going, there now, you know what I mean? Dude, you're so awesome, man. Keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Please keep going. <laughs> but I just want people to have that experience. Like, well, this is so cool. I want, and I want them to be pulling their phones out and be like, Granger Stadium vibes. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, Dude. I just want them to have a good time when they do, when they do that type of stuff. That is so come awesome. And see that. Uh, you don't get your, let me tell you, that's not a cheap light show either, buddy. That is not a cheap light show. They just, there's a couple of times when you go, okay, there's a grand finale. No, it ain't. You know, they keep it going. That's so awesome. Shane Alvey joining us here on the show this morning. Uh, a big hat giveaway. Oh, it's not a big oh, man, hat, but it's a pretty awesome. hat. Have you, you seen it? Have you seen it yet? Yes, it is awesome. If you don't, even if you don't like baseball, you got to come get that hat. I mean, that's going to be, that is, I mean, like John was saying yesterday, and he's not lying. They invest a lot into yeah. their giveaway items. These are not the kind of giveaway items where you're like, okay, I'll just uh, repackage that at Christmas. I mean, these these are nice. And that tumbler the other day, oh my God. I will not lie. I will not lie. My mom is a hot tea drinker. I gave it to her um, for Mother's Day. Dude, you know I'm going to have to pick up. Is she hot or is she, she's a hot tea drinker or she's a hot tea drinker? She's a hot tea drinker. Yeah. Well, there was a time. Hey, there, there was there a time. Was a t- well, dude, you're a good-looking you man. I figured you, gotta get, you, you had to have got your good looks from somebody, dude. Well, there you go. No, actually, back in the – back in the, if you look at my mom, as, uh, my mom was a working girl in New York City in the six, late 60s. Wait, you what? You swore it was Gwyneth Paltrow, man. I swore to God. I mean, my mom was Gwyneth Paltrow back in the 60s, you know? Oh, my God. This is so awesome, man. We never know which direction we're going to go in, do we? No, we don't. No, we don't. It's We're uh, it's, we're, we're on the Autobahn. I love it. You know it. what I mean? Now, Just let me ask to, you this. Uh, of course, you're doing uh, Danny's Wood Ducks baseball. So you've not missed a game yet this year, have you? I have not, but there are going to be a few coming up. I'm glad you mentioned that. There are going to be a few coming up because, you know, I'm longtime committed to Wayne County Post 11. However, That's where I was getting we, to ask you about that. Go ahead. Yeah, they're a home. Op- they're home openers uh, next Tuesday. They will play Kinston. I think we're playing Kinston wow. at home uh, at uh, ECAP. Well, now it's the C35 facility, and um, 
led by the amazing coach Adam Pate, who played baseball at Carolina and would have played a pro career, but he got hurt. But he's an amazing coach. Uh, you talk about a people's coach, and he's the head coach at Wayne Country Day. Um, and they're in the playoffs, too, right now. And they're probably in, like, the fourth round. Um, but um, but Alan Wooten, who is a longtime journalist, um, has been – he's basically our utility man. He's learned how to do the – he's learning – he's learned how to do the pitch clock. Uh, he's done the scoreboard. He's going to be – I think he's going to be learning some video board um, um, from Andy. And, of course, he's been shadowing me on the PA. Um, the only problem is we're trying to figure this out. He's got an Apple – he's got a MacBook – and my program is not suited for Apple. It's a Windows program, but there's some sort of workaround, according to the internet, some sort of Apple boot camp or something he can download to. But either way, I said it's it's probably. And we're also, I've also given my program to Maddie Mayan. She's gonna <laughs> put that on. She's gonna put that on the video board, so we'd be able to use my program on the video board computer because that's a a Windows based program. So. But either way, we might be able to just use his – if he's got – I said, do you have a media player? He's like, well, I think so. I'm like, find out. I think <laughs> – Now, you know I've known Alan Wooten for a long time. I don't know if he's told you that or not. We used to work in the same company together uh, in newspapers. Wow. And I just mentioned you a couple of times. See, even one time you were at the game and I didn't see you and he saw you. He's like, Brian Hanks is out there. I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> well, yeah, we had – dude, I've known him. Now, You've got to ask him. He has worked at so many newspapers. And I mean, you know what, dude? We'll pick that up. It's I can't believe it's already uh, 40 minutes after the hour. we got to get Rob Watt here on the phone, okay? Yes, sir. So uh, I tell you what, hold, put a pin in that. Let's talk about Alan Wooden when we come out of this, okay? Sounds good. Let's get, let's get Coach up here. There you go. So hold on. We'll put you on hold right now. And uh, let us get uh, Rob Watt up here on the line. By the way, Rob us. Watt's a big Yankees fan. He's a big Yankees fan. Oh, okay. Well, we we'll, we'll, may try to get in a little bit. Okay, you're going on hold right now. Let's uh, call uh, Rob Watt here. You're going to hear the phone ringing here, dear listener. There you go, ringy-dingy one. Hello. Hey, Coach Watt, Brian Hanks. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Hope you are. I am. Hold on one second. Uh, in the miracle of uh, of uh, technology, we're going to merge calls here and get your friend and mine, Shane Albee, up here on the line with us too. Okay, sir? Sounds good. Sounds here, good. Here we go. Let's see if this is going to work. Shane Albee, are you there? Check, check. Coach Watt, are you still there? I'm here. There you go. How about that? The like I said, the the miracle of modern technology here live on nine sixty the bull nine sixty the bull dot com and on two five two ESPN in uh, Greenville and Newburn. We have uh, uh, listen. All he's done in his five seasons at the University of Mount Olive is win one hundred and fifty seven games. Uh, he's got a six ninety one winning percentage. Just had an incredible, incredible uh, weekend where won four. Games that uh, absolutely had to win to uh, win the Conference Carolinas title. It's a great Rob Watt joining us here on the Brian Hank Show this morning. Coach, thank you so much. I know it's a crazy day. We appreciate you taking about 10 minutes out of your schedule to to join Shane and I this morning, sir. Absolutely. I appreciate y'all having me. Well, we we are very honored. And I'm going to go first. We're going to go back and forth here on questions for you, Coach. And I just want to just look back at uh, this past weekend and just the, the must-win situations that your team was in. And all they did was uh, all they did was win, every single one of them. Uh, hey, just talk about the mentality of going into knowing that you have to win if you're going to win, uh, you know, that you have to do that four times if you're going to win the, win the Conference Carolinas title. 
Yeah, um, I think uh, we've had kind of a pattern uh, this whole year where we've kind of struggled at the start of the weekend and uh, usually finished quite strong. So um, it wasn't kind of out of character for us to um, play that game and uh, against Pembroke. I mean, the 10-inning the game against a team of, of that caliber, um, you know, those guys knew that it was, you know, one hit away here or, you know, just one break away and, you know, maybe the game goes the other way. Um, and that team is, is extremely good. And so they, they played this way um, the, the entire year. Uh, we've got a, um, a mantra around here that we, you know, we use a word called relentless. Um, and it, uh, it really showed through at the, <laughs> this past weekend at the conference tournament. Fortunately, since I've been at Mount Olive, um, I've been blessed to, to have uh, been a part of several conference championships. And this one, uh, it just had a, it had a little bit different twist to it. I've, I've never quite seen um, the offense just kind of take over games the way it did. It was, uh, it was really, really impressive. The boys got, got on a roll. It got contagious through, through one through nine. And it was, uh, it was super impressive. I, I'm not sure I've ever seen anything quite that, um, that impressive from any of the teams that I've had. Go ahead, Shane. Hey, good. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Sugar, good to hear you, man. <laughs> yes, sir. And I, I hate I hate to be the editor, but uh, Brian, this may come as a shock to you, but uh, Rob and the boys actually had to, after dropping that game to UNC Pembroke, actually had to win five games to win the conference tournament championship. Am I, am I right? I think it was five. I think it was four. four. We, we, we beat Francis Marion twice, Pembroke once, and Belmont Abbey once. So, yeah, it was just four. We played five total, though. Okay. Seemed like a hundred. <laughs> I was. Uh, they were. They were good ones, though. So uh, I play. If I play them all like that, I, I would play a hundred. My question. My main question too. And I noticed uh, somebody. Somebody was shooting pictures. Probably Mackenzie. And at the exact moment that you were entering the perimeter of the dog pile, the look on your face literally almost said, "I knew you guys had this in you." You know, because, you know, it was a tough year in terms of losing games. We really, we knew we were better than game. We, we dropped, like you said, we dropped some games, uh, dropped some games we shouldn't have dropped. You know, teams we were, but really, in my opinion, I've never seen a team like this that basically was in really probably starting back in January, but January, the whole season was prepping themselves for that moment, that conference tournament, dealing with the injuries and, and, and not having a full pitching staff and not having the guys that you want and bringing Hunter back. And then Choboy goes down when we play North Greenville and then trying to find the right catcher, you know, platooning catchers and just trying to find, you know, guys to step up and then Cottle goes down, you know, it's just what a, what a way to, to get these guys back to where they need to be and managing that for that moment. I can tell you, um, that was that was one of my favorite moments ever coaching. Um, it was a culmination of, like you said, uh, you know, every team goes through injuries. Um, it's it's baseball. You know, we get sore arms and we get banged up, and um, you know, there's there's crazy injuries that kind of pop up. But um, you're right. It was like you know, we felt like we'd just start rolling, and then um, you know, one of our marquee middle of the order bats would go down, and you know, we've got. Uh, a kid in Hunter Stevens who was, you know, two years ago, he's the South Atlantic region pitcher of the year and an All-American. And um, he's really, really grinded to get back on the field. Um, and you know what he's capable of when he's 100%. You, you feel really, really good when he's on the mound. And you just can't wait to kind of fast forward and, and, and get him out there. Um, but, um, 
yeah, it kind of, uh, you know, Caleb Irwin has been hurt, um, you know, since the Belmont Abbey series. So, yeah, we haven't really been firing on, on all cylinders uh, for quite some time. And then, you know, that time of the conference tournament, you could feel everything started to kind of trend in the right direction, I guess you could say, where, um, knock on wood, you know, our health is um, as good as it's been all year. Um, but when, when I had a chance to, to run into the, you know, I guess it's kind of a mosh pit over there, you know, and right. just the, it was it was the best feeling. It was it was an opportunity to, to just kind of share that moment with those guys because yeah, they've they've had some ups and downs. They've had to to really show some resiliency over the year, and um, I can tell you, I it was it was a super joyous moment. I I, I I'll never forget that that uh, that spot in time. So it was cool. You, the, the neat thing in that voice you're listening to right now is Rob Watt. He is the uh, head baseball coach at the University of Mount Olive. They're getting ready to play in the NCAA Division II. Uh, Southeast Regional uh, in Tigerville, South Carolina. And, Coach, uh, we're going to get to that. I want to preview that a little bit. But I want to look at the past a little bit and just uh, – you learn – listen uh, – Carl Lancaster is as beloved in Lenore County as he is, I know, over there in Wayne County and Mount Olive. And you got to learn at his right hand. And, uh, you know, as an assistant coach for so many years, and you take over the program from him. Just tell me, what are some of the things that you learned from him that, that maybe that you continue to apply today uh, over at Mount Olive? I, yeah, I mean, talk about a, uh, an honor to, to coach with a guy. I mean, he's a legend, right? Um, oh, yeah. And I don't use that uh, <laughs> loosely. I mean, I can't even remember what his win total is, but um, we, we spent so many quality years together. Um, the thing about Carl is um, he understood people. Um, he understood, he had, he had a lot of feel for situations and, um, you know, he, he never got really all that emotional. He, he, he was able to keep himself grounded and stay calculated and um, trying to win a baseball game and, um, I think one of the things that um, that made him special was, you know, he he took the time to understand guys' strengths and weaknesses, and um, I don't think he ever, you know, tried to convince himself that somebody was capable of doing something in a situation that they've proven to you that they could. And um, he was extremely good at finding balance and finding the opportunity that would best fit the player and how they could, um, you know be a part of, you know, success as opposed to, you know, waiting for him to, to kind of figure it out. Um, we would take the time, you know, in practice to, you know, try to improve upon those things. But uh, Carl was, he, he just had a really, really good feel for, I mean, he's a winner, you know. So um, he had, he had a, a unique knack on, on pushing the right buttons. Um, you know, he, as a, as a young coach, when I came in here, I, I think that I was, uh, um I don't even know what the best word is, but I was, you know, headstrong and, you know, um, full of energy and whatnot. And, you know, he, he taught me to, to kind of rein that in and, um, you know, not, not put my emphasis on, on things that, uh, that were bothering me and maybe, you know, find a way to, uh, to eliminate those things and take all the energy that I had and, and focus it on the kids that, that really want to learn, really want to get better. And, um, yeah, he, he, he's a master of, uh, of managing, um, you know, a lot of, you know, 40 different dudes and how to, how to kind of get the right recipe for, for winning. Go ahead, Shane. 
Yeah, unbelievable. I, I, I got a little taste of that back in 2007 on a cold day when I um, accidentally played the wrong song with the wrong lyric. And um, <laughs> let's just say a, a couple of weeks later, I was going up the stairs at Scarborough Field to the press box, and he was coming down with you and probably uh, Aiken, and, uh, and I was dreading that moment. And, uh, and I think there was probably a lot of times where guys would screw up and expecting to get the lecture, they would be, it would be almost like talking to, you know, like the wisest man on the planet who would just look at you and go, wow, he, he really is not, it's not about ripping my head off. Cause as he was coming down the stairs, he just said, Hey, tighten up. And, and I knew exactly what moment he was talking about. And, and in that moment, I just wanted to be better. You know what I mean? I just wanted to be better. And believe it or not, that's what I've always done. Even though we say, well, it's just a public address. Let me tell you, it's been a years of just sharpening the ax. You want to be, I want to do a better game today than I did yesterday. Even today, I got a Wood Ducks game. I want to do today, tonight's game better than I did yesterday's game. And I got a lot of that. He's the one that got me into doing it. You know, he saw me as a freshman. He's like, hey, we'll make the money. <laughs> and uh, you know, not to tout my own horn, but you're right. He has a, he's really good at he was the best at managing people. I love it. I love it. Listen, uh, we don't want to keep coach a little bit uh, much longer here. I know you got a big day in front of you, but let's uh, get the preview for today's game. As uh, coach, you guys will be taking on uh, Georgia Southwestern. The eye of the storm. Yeah, what do you know yeah. about Georgia Southwestern here, coach? Well, I know that they're playing well, and that's. Um the scariest part about any, any team. Uh, but, you know, everybody coming into the tournament has uh, has probably finished their season on a higher note. Um, no, they've got uh, they've got two really good arms. Uh, we're going to see uh, a kid that uh, um, I, he's, he's registered over 100 punch-outs. Uh, he's, he's a kid that, um, you know, you're, you're not 100% fully excited saying, hooray, we get, to, we get to face this guy today. He's, he's their guy. Um, and you know, first game of any tournament, uh, you're going to get somebody's dude out there. Um, but they, they compete, um, they understand who they are. Um, you know, they get the opportunity to score a run from third. They do a good job of it. Um, but, um, I would say that, uh, you know, the big thing that pops when, when you look at Georgia Southwestern is their starting pitching is, um, it's something that, that we're going to have to really lock down and, and be ready for. Um, but you know, um, they, they want to, you know, a conference that's traditionally very, very good. It's the first time that they're here, so um, you know they're going to be running on all cylinders. So it's important for us to to control, you know, the tempo of the game and just make sure that we come out of the gate how we how we finished, uh, you know, a couple weekends ago. I love it. You got a final question for him, Shane? No, I just agree with that. I mean, I was looking at them, and uh, they they finished as high as third last year. This is new territory for them. Uh, they're not a team that's going to blow you out. Um, they're going to pitch well. Um, they're going to run. They only bat two seventy nine as a team. Um, we hit twenty more homers than they did. But you know how baseball is. You know, I've seen nine hole guys with one home run all year beat you. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's just one of those things where you, like like you just gotta you just gotta take care of the ball, play your game. And treat them like there's no difference between them and North Greenville. You know, one question I did have real quick, Rob, is after the five-four uh, loss, you didn't have Bubba because he got thrown out in the previous game. So you got a guy that leads off and hits ten home runs, not at the top of the lineup, facing a very good UNC Pembroke team and one of their aces. Um, and you drop the game a heartbreaker. And I feel like if they would have had that international tiebreaker rule with the runner at second, Jack Casparo's hit would have would have put us ahead in that game, but. Anyway, they, that's that. But what do you say to the team after that? What do you, what do you, what do you, what is, what's the locker room talk after that one? 
Uh, well, I mean, it was just as it's been all year. You know, we've been here before. Um, it ain't over, and we came here to do one thing, and it's still the same thing on the agenda. I mean, that, that's 100% kind of how it was. It was a business trip. It wasn't something that uh, – it wasn't bonus baseball. We've had it on our mind, um, you know, since we got together in August. That, um, that was one of the boxes we needed to check. And just because, you know, um, the first step didn't go in the direction that we wanted, we, you know, we were still going to have to win three or four games regardless anyway. Um, we, we just kind of put ourselves in a spot where it had to be consecutive and there was no opportunities for, you know uh, – you know, a setback. So yeah, we just got together and they, they understood that the team's got a little bit different mentality than some, some clubs they've had in the past. They, they understand what they're capable of. And, you know, um, that conference tournament, I think kind of opened some of their eyes, even their own, um, to show truly what they are capable of when, when they start really running on all cylinders, you know, so. Uh, he said it best. I, I've been I've been PA a long time. This is the first team, Rob, that has never, ever one time changed their walkout song. <laughs> one time I think relentless is the is the right word these guys are because normally there's been several on their third or fourth by now and the only one that said I want to do walkout was Hunter and it was New York New York and uh but that's it no one no other changes that which is good. unusual <laughs> that's a that's a new that's a new way of looking at it but uh <laughs> yeah I guess they, they they've trusted the process and they you know I guess they pick a winner from the get-go hopefully it uh, keeps going there you go. Right. Listen, 61 runs scored in those four wins in the Conference Carolinas tournament, Coach. Like you said, your offense opened up. Listen, Coach, I know you've got a crazy busy day today. Thank you so much for starting it with uh, with uh, Sugar Shane Albee and me. Good luck this week, and uh, let's see you up in Cary, sir. Absolutely. I appreciate it, fellas. Hopefully we're talking again soon. There you go. Again, Rob. Hey, Shane, right. Shane, yeah, Shane, stay on the line. We'll, you and I will wrap up this hour, okay? Got you. I guess. Thank you, Coach. So, Shane, I mean, you've got to be excited. Uh, I mean, you, you've seen the success that this team has had through the years. Where does this team to you rank uh, when you look back at some of the just outstanding, just crazy great seasons that uh, that Mount Olive has had through the years? I think it honestly ranks right up there with the team that went to uh, the teams that went to the World Series in 08 and 11. And wow. the difference maker, and I'll tell you why, not, not necessarily talent-wise, the difference maker is exactly what he said towards the end there. They open their own eyes to their own abilities, to their own ability. And uh, it's just amazing to watch. You know what I mean? It's hard to see that. Especially if you're, it's really hard to see that if you're rooting on a major league team from afar, you don't know what's going on in the clubhouse, but when you know what's going on in the clubhouse and you know, what's going on in the dugout and you watch it and all year long, it was just frustrating because you knew they were better than that. I mean, you knew, they were, I mean, top to bottom. This lineup is capable of, and what's awesome too is their, the pitching. That's probably a major difference between Georgia Southwestern and Mount Olive. Is Georgia Southwestern has two really good arms, and not all they got a couple of guys with four saves, but not the not the bullpen that we have. Yeah, you know, they're two they're two guys in the bullpen with four saves apiece have ERAs well over four. And we probably have about four guys with ERAs in the two and three zone. Um, so it's really been – he's done an amazing job of getting these guys, you know, getting the pieces together. And it's, it's a special team that just knows they can, that they can, they can mash. You know, and they know they can hit. They know they can – and when Rob when, – when Rob – someone like Rob Watt calls someone a dude, that's a compliment. <laughs> that's a – that's like a – that's like a tough guy. That's like a, 
You know what I mean? That's yeah. a slugger. Oh, yeah. That's a beast. That's a beast. And and uh, there was one of the um, one of our students from Canada. He coined a uh, a slogan that I actually have recorded, but I, there's no reason to play it at a Wood Ducks game. But Landon Showboy, when um, when this guy Michael DeLeo, he's from Canada, he would be doing the broadcast, and Showboy would do something. Michael DeLeo would say, "Showboy, you're my boy," and he would say that, and. And so every time Showboy would come to the plate, even if he was just taking a pitch, I would play that. But we really didn't realize how good some of these guys really are. I mean, that Mount Olive lineup is absolutely lethal. You know what I mean? Um, you look at the statistics. I mean, 57 home runs compared to Georgia Southwestern's 37. Georgia Southwestern has stolen 87 bases. Mount Olive's stolen 112. Georgia Southwestern's batting 279. We're batting 332. Good you know and that's a team, and yeah, that's a Mount Olive team that really wasn't, like you said, was not clicking on all cylinders until the end. Um, so that's going to be fun to watch. These guys, are, like you said, Mount Olive doesn't see themselves as playing bonus baseball. They see themselves as we belong here and let's go. I love you know, it. so it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch them. Well, listen, it's also fun having Shane Albee on every Friday, every Thursday. And thank you so much for helping me out there with that interview, dude. It was a lot of fun, man. Shane. Thank you. Have fun out at the uh, Down East Woodducks, out of Historic Granger Stadium the rest of the week. Unfortunately, I won't be there. I'll be going. I'm heading up to North Wilkesboro for the All Star Race, the NASCAR All Star Race. Dude, I will talk to you soon, my friend. Have a good weekend, okay? Yes, sir. You too. There you go. That's Shane Albee. Thank you for listening to the first hour of today's Brian Hank show. I uh, want to thank again Shane Albee, Rob Watt. Coming up in our second hour, local celebrity, local musician Mickey Weatherington going to be joining us here on the show. You're listening to the Brian Hank show presented by Lenore Community College.